0: Our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us, want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way. The trip to the drive-through over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville, or at or in Tuscaloosa, I got to remember to keep throwing them in. Or at Brupolo over in Tupelo, it would be a little weird. Robbie Brupolo was in Hattiesburg. Oh, you
1: just. Just going to throw Hattiesburg out there. Just throw it out there. Got tired of us not knowing anything yeah, about yeah. these it's other like places. A, we're
0: going to go with the one we know here today. So
1: that would actually be a really good location for a I'd be
0: surprised if that the next Mississippi location isn't in Hattiesburg. That would be a good spot for it. So, anyway. Where if, if you live in Hattiesburg now and you want Strange Brew Coffee, it's still you can still have it. You just got to go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and get it delivered right to your door. All of the great flavors that are available at Strange Brew Coffee every day, they are available online, including the super awesome new maple bacon pancake. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. Whether it's, you know, clothes or something for the house, for the tailgate, for the car looking for great gift ideas, they've got it all at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowin' by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler is Starkville's flagship restaurant. That's the place to go for the best blue plate in town for lunch, the best fine dining for dinner, and the best brunch on Sunday. There's a reason. There's always a line. There's always a wait at Restaurant Tyler, but it's not too big a wait. And it's really not too big a wait when we're talking about how good the food is is. I love to eat there, as does Robbie. You will, too, if you haven't been. First off, there's no way you haven't been. There's no way you're listening to this podcast, unless you're our friend Theo DeRosa, who has admitted he hasn't been yet. There's no way a Mississippi State fan has been a Mississippi State fan for a long time and said, I don't know, I haven't been to restaurant, Tyler. It's not possible. So, go again. You know you'll love it at Restaurant Tyler. Priority One Bank, the Bank of Central Mississippi, 16 locations throughout that area, making your life easier. They provide local decisions for making loans, and their app allows you to do a lot more than just swap uh, money around. You can pay your bills, manage multiple accounts, and a whole lot more. Priority One Bank, give them a call today. Visit their website, PriorityOneBank.com. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. You and I talked for just a second yesterday about this. I wanted to expo- expo- expound, 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 that's not a word, Ex- expound, Spound. okay, I wanted to do that, it was reported last week by our friend, uh, oh no it wasn't, it's not our friend, not that I don't, not that he's not our friend, I don't know Pete Thamel though, I thought Dellinger had that story, but it wasn't, it was Pete Thamel. Uh do you know Pete Thamel, can we call him a friend? no ah it's a shame Pete if you ever want to hook up get a drink let us know Robbie and I are always down, always down. Peter uh, uh, we need to give him a middle name so we can we we can we can give him the Sokolov treatment what's he, what do let's just make up a middle name for him right now Harrison Peter, Peter Harrison Peter family, Harrison give us a call uh but we talked about it a little bit yesterday. That it looked like it was going to be all systems go to a getting Oklahoma and Texas into the conference a year early. Now it appears that there is that momentum has stalled. Now, what I will say is it is February uh sixth, twenty twenty three. Plenty of time remains to get a deal done and get those two teams into the conference, which I I I honestly think that's what everybody wants, right? Surely the Big 12 is ready to move on. Uh surely I you can know that Texas, Oklahoma, and the SEC are ready to move forward. From a Mississippi State perspective, the biggest thing that stands out to me is this, Robbie. Now you're – instead of being one year away, you're two years away from a schedule that likely doesn't have Alabama on it. That is the biggest thing to me from a Mississippi State perspective is just looking at a football schedule and saying, oh my gosh, they don't play Alabama this year.
1: Yeah, that would be a relief. And that that's – finally, to getting to your points that you've made before about you know the the years where things swing up for Mississippi State it's going to have to be in those years where they don't play in Alabama or, or Georgia mm-hmm. when you have a schedule that you know like in baseball that you have sometimes when you win the SEC in baseball or something and you don't have to go up against um, you know somebody on on the other side that might be a contender for the SEC championship. Uh, that's, that's what could really help Mississippi State. When you don't have a Georgia or a Bama on your schedule in the same year, that's huge. And I, I like that uh, opportunity ahead for Mississippi State. If these divisions do indeed go away, which we believe they will, and you just have, you know, a, uh, not really randomly generated, but you don't have to play those same teams that, that beat you down each and every year and give you no chance. And for Mississippi State, in the new age of college football, it's about just getting into the into the playoff every now and then. If they can get, if they can be one of the top twelve teams to get inside the playoff and just have a chance and and push their brand out a little bit, um, I think that that's what's going to be huge for them. And to do that, I think it's going to have to fall in years where they don't play in Alabama and in a Georgia or um, maybe even in LSU or something like that they have a more manageable schedule to build some confidence and to build some wins and build a resume that you can possibly be one of those top 12 teams. So it, to me, it helps Mississippi State tremendously um, with the schedule to work out the way that it, that it possibly can with no divisions and you're not having to play um, those teams every
0: single year. <clears throat> There's legitimately a chance, and I, I'm, I'm interested in seeing how they come up with the random portion of it, right? I I there won't be pods, but there will be, you know, permanents. You know, I think I think it's going to be a three six, which again, we've pointed out before, Mississippi State, if they don't buy out some games, we'll have years where they're playing 10 power five games. And that is that's going to be tough. So I I I think I think that they're going to do that. I mean, looking ahead to 2025, I think that if, if I'm correct, that's Arizona State coming to Starkville. Uh, in there, and then you've got games, you know, already scheduled for the future, uh, with with Minnesota, with Washington State, um, with Texas Tech, think teams like that, and you're either going to have to, you know, buy those games out, cancel those contracts, or you're going to have to play ten Power Five games in a year. When I look at state, I think, and it, Ross Dellinger had did have an article about this um, months ago, that he. he and and I it comes when when I when I read Ross Dellinger articles, and he's talking about things the SEC is talking about, I tend to think he has good sourcing. I mean, he he knows people over there in Birmingham. So he, I think his pod for state was LSU, Ole Miss, uh, Kentucky. It's a pod or permanence, however you want to call that, which means you have six. You, you would have six conference games on top of that. There's a legitimate opportunity here and i've mentioned this before that you could have a you could have a schedule where you play those three teams and lsu is the best team you play all year you could play you know you could get vandy mizzou south carolina auburn and uh i need one more you know texas i mean when that happens that's that needs to be years where state jumps up and wins 9 10 games and they're going to have that opportunity. That would be difficult with that that other Power Five. But at the same time, you know, you have to have confidence in your ability to win those games. And so far, State's record in since when did it start? Twenty sixteen was the first year they started doing that, right? So State's beaten was one and one against BYU. They were one and one against Kansas State. Then that, that involved Moorhead. And then since then, they've beaten North Carolina State and Arizona. They play Arizona again this year. So they've been able to win these games. And the ones they lost. I'm going to blame Peter Sermon and I'm going to blame Joe Moorhead for those games. (laughs) I'm not not going to put it on the fact that those, those two teams were just necessarily better than Mississippi state. So that's, that's, that's the exciting part to me, you know, but waiting till 2025, Robbie, I just don't feel like that's going to happen. I feel like there's going to be another push at some point. And maybe it's just, you know, I, I, and Richard gets more to me about this all the time. I'm always willing to spend other people's money. But I think at some point you just have to say, look, it's $100 million for the University of Texas. We can make that back with like five phone calls. Let's just do it.
1: And not to mention the money they can make back on TV yeah. deals and all that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going to happen with that. I don't. I haven't heard anything specific on it i know that i think the big 12 is kind of put trying to push it back a little bit and you know what their end game is i'm sure to try to get a better tv deal try to lock that stuff in because the big 12 is not going to be nearly as attractive to people when texas and oklahoma are out so i you know i don't know what's going to happen with all that but it seems like the big 12 is trying to keep that Locked in as long as they can, and keep those two teams in there as long as they can. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that how that all plays out. but um, definitely a, a very intriguing future for the SEC um, in the not so near future
0: I, somebody we need to ask about this <laughs> who, who was pretty close to the situation just about a month ago is Zach Selt. Need that, you yep. know, just just you know, and I don't know that he would give us an on the record answer, but I'd like to know: Do you believe that this is going to happen prior to 2025? Do you believe that Oklahoma and Texas want it to happen badly enough that they're willing to just cut the check at some point and say we 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 can afford it? You know, we might we might not profit as much for a year or two, but once because once the new conference is put together and once new deals start coming together, it's it's going to be a billion. It's going to be well over a billion dollars. You know, I think the, the, the early estimates are, you know, Mississippi State currently gets between 60 and 70 million a year from the SEC and, T, and, T, and TV revenue. I think they're going to try to add, they're, they're talking about possibly adding another 60, 70 million. So basically, you know, state currently, the athletic budget is like 110, 115, I think. It's going to go up to like 165, 170, which is incredible when you consider what it was, you know, prior to the start of the SEC network.
1: And I mean, surely they can get a better deal than the Big Ten, right?
0: I mean the Big Ten's deal because, is nuts. Because the Big Ten being up north is in more populated areas. And you know, there's just more people north in, in the Big Ten in that area. Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Detroit, Cleveland, Cincinnati, uh, Chicago, you know, and and, and with Rutgers, they they try to claim New York City. Versus down here, you know, Atlanta, you know, Houston, Dallas. But outside of that, what do you have? I mean, New Orleans, not not that big a city. Uh, Memphis, you know, Birmingham. So th- there's just more eyeballs on the Big Ten just, just because of population, you know, density and things like that. But at the same time, in terms of, you know, the quality of product, obviously the SEC wins out, wins out there. And as they, they have been doing for the past, you know, two decades on the football field. So I'm interested could get a
1: few billion dollars out of that contract. That wouldn't be bad.
0: No, it would, it would be fine. I think everybody would be very happy, very happy. I mean, it's incredible to think about Mississippi state with a, an athletic budget of like 150 plus million dollars. At, at that point, you know, the big 10 and the sec are going to be, you know, because Texas and Oklahoma moving to the sec makes plays a big role in this, but I mean, who's going to have the biggest non-SEC, non-Big Ten athletic budget? Right off the top of your head, I mean, because USC Somebody in the Pac-12. Uh, yeah, but who USC is going to the Big the Big Ten? As is UCLA. I guess Oregon, maybe Washington. It's certainly not a Big Ten. Yeah, school. It's maybe gonna Florida be State or Miami or Clemson. One of them, but you know, Mississippi State could legitimately be like a top twenty athletic budget in four four or five years.
1: Yeah, Which very well. Could
0: just insane just, for me just, to me. Think about.
1: It. I mean, that, that's and that's my like my thing. You know, these people were so scared that Mississippi State was going to get pushed out of the SEC or whatever. Yeah. At the end of the day, state's budget is still one of the tops in America. Mm-hmm. Um, it might not be top fifteen. It might be. What What do you think it is? I, I didn't even look lately. Top thirty. It's probably like
0: top thirty, top thirty-five. I, I mean, let me I, I can look if you want to talk for a second.
1: Yeah, but I mean at the end of the day, state is still in the upper echelon of the of the country and universities and money just by being in the SEC. Mm-hmm. And while they may be towards the bottom of the SEC, they're still making a lot of money. It's still a valuable um university because of their affiliation with the SEC from the start. And on top of that, this has been a program and a university that's been involved with the SEC from the beginning, they're not going anywhere. So it's a good thing for Mississippi State to be along for the ride. They can kind of be here along with all the changes, and they're going to benefit greatly from that. And the rest of the teams in the SEC are going to benefit as well. I don't see Mississippi State pushing ahead of those teams, but you continue to ride that wave, and you're distancing yourself from the rest of most of the power five and definitely the group of five. And so you should be – it's kind of like how – Mississippi State and Southern Miss used to be this, you know, this rivalry, and now when they get on the field, it's not even a game, really. Right. Um, when they play, I mean, that's what you're going to see with you should see against most power five schools.
0: So, if I'm looking at this right for the, this database, and uh, in, just in terms of operating expenses, state was 36th for the fiscal 2020 2020. This is 2020 through 2021. They haven't updated it for the the last year yet. But State was was 36th, and if I'm correct, now my guess is, without looking, that they were 13th in the SEC. Obviously, Vanderbilt doesn't get listed because they are a private university. So let me just, just looking around here, I'm not seeing any SEC schools behind them. Uh, Ole Miss, 23rd, Arkansas, 21st, Missouri, 20th. Kentucky 16th, Georgia 14, Florida 13. South Carolina 10 is surprising to me. Uh, LSU 9, Tennessee 8, Auburn 7, Texas A&M 6, and Alabama 2. Add another 60 mil to that. And, I mean, of course, you don't move up relative to your conference opponents, but let's just say State had another 60 mil, and they were at 152.07 or 152.07.5 and then another three zeros, that would be good for fourth. Now, obviously, everybody else is going to move up in the conference as well, but, I mean, this is big money, big money. And, uh, you know, the sooner it gets into M- MSU's pockets, the better. It's one of those things where, like I said, it's you don't you aren't getting better compared to the rest of the conference, but you are getting better compared to everybody else. And so yes. Mississippi State, really not, you're know, talking about recruiting, and I, I like to, you know, I think money and recruiting are very linked. You're not, Mississippi State is really usually not in the business of beating out Alabama, Georgia, LSU for recruits. It happens every now and then, but it's not, a, a you know, state isn't going to ever have a, a class where they're beating out 25, they got 24, 25 signees that they beat Alabama, Georgia, LSU for, and all of them. That's not happening. You might have one or two. What this gives state the opportunity to do, though, is to go out and be able to beat the other power five schools that are around. Historically, where state is, so state can go into you know a, 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 and and beat out Virginia, and beat out Virginia Tech and beat out Baylor and Oklahoma State for quality Power Five players, and then you know in the state of Mississippi, you'll still be able to recruit your guys as well. So I'm ready for it to happen. I'm just ready for it to happen more than anything, more than else. anything else because, because I'm ready for the schedules to look right. I am. I'm so. I've been so sick for the last decade. Of the way the schedule is set up, you know, state hasn't played at Florida since 2010, and they're not scheduled to do so. And honestly, <laughs> I guess they they may not. They may not play at Florida in 2025 when this all gets shifted around. I mean, it's silly that the state is in a conference with Florida, and yet hasn't played them since 2010, uh, or hasn't played in Gainesville since 2010, and they've played more recently, you know, in Manhattan, Kansas. In Tucson, Arizona, in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, all these places—that—that's not what being in a conference is supposed to be about. You know, these new setups are supposed to be designed where a player comes in, if they redshirt and stay five years, they'll go to every spot in the conference. That's—that's that's how it should be. It, that's the way it used to be, and that's the and the way they set it up. They didn't have to do it this way. They could have very easily. Found a more reasonable solution, and they just didn't for whatever reason. And I guess it worked because they made plenty of money, but just for me, the college football fan, you know, you want to take those road trips. You want to go to Athens to uh, to Gainesville to Columbia, South Carolina. I don't know about Missouri on a more uh, more regular basis. So that's just me, though, Robbie. Maybe I maybe I'm just angry. I don't know.
1: You're always angry.
0: I'm not always angry, but I, I do get angry every day. So you're
1: yeah. you're usually angry.
0: Why is it? Gonna, why are you gotta be so mad at me? What did I do to you? You were born. Uh, oh. well. All right. Let's move on into another discussion. We got a little. We're a little ranty today here on Thunder and Lightning, but it is what it is. Uh, but that's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef it is what's for dinner. This weekend, if you're looking to cook out, I can't stress enough how much you should put some steaks on the grill. Some ribeye, some strips, some fillets. Great, great options. Your family will be excited. Or if you want to go, it's going to be chilly this weekend. If you want to stay inside, pot roast, chili, taco soup. All these are great ideas, and they're all made with beef. If you're looking for recipes, check out msbeef.org. That's the Mississippi Beef Council's website. They have a lot of great recipes there and a lot of great information about our beef producers here in the Magnolia State. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. I don't know how people get work done in the Cotton District. I, I couldn't. I'd just be like, man, I, all I can do is smell food. All I, I smell Two Brothers, and I, I, I'm just distracted. I don't want to. I don't want to work anymore today. So I don't know how they do it. Kudos to them. They're obviously better people than me. The food is always great at Two Brothers. The people are great. The location is great. It's just everything you want. People always ask me, you know, when they're coming to start, well, hey, where should I go? I'm always going to list Two Brothers as one of my top, top choices. Two Brothers smoked meats in the heart of the Cotton District, a place to find smoked southern soul food. Great products and great service. Every business likes to promise it to you. Advantage Business Systems likes to deliver it to you. And they have for 48 years. That's a long time to stay in business, and you can't do it unless you take care of your customers. So when you need technology, copiers or printers, computers, laptops, whatever it is, call Advantage Business Systems, and then if you need service, call them back and talk to the same people who sold you the systems in the first place. That's the difference that dealing with a Mississippi business gives you every single time. The number is 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business the Rogue in Jackson has the quarter zips, the pullovers, the polos that you are looking for. They've got great stuff in their collegiate collection, and the most important part is it has the logos that you, the fans, want. We all know you've been looking for those M over S, the script State, and the Walking Bully, which Robbie and I are both uh, rocking today. Through a coincidence. We both have Walking Bully gear on today. If that's what you're looking for, then the rogue has it. Shop at the rogue in Jackson. Look online at the rogue.com. Don't with the three-stripe life. Shop at the rogue. I just tweeted this out uh, like a couple, maybe like an hour ago. <laughs> and it's something that had been bothering me for a few weeks. Just like I don't understand what, what the holdup is. I went and looked. So I checked the the, the schedules for all 13, for all 14 Mrs., uh, SEC schools for college baseball. Mississippi State is literally, literally. The only one who has not announced the opening weekend and the rest of the non-conference first pitch times, everybody else schedules done. Now there's a lot of TBAs on the conference play, but there, but everything is done as far as non-conference goes. Mississippi state's the only one, Robbie, just, you know, you used to work in media relations. I know it's a long time ago, but just, what's the holdup do you think?
1: I don't know. I have no clue. I mean, this, it, it's definitely should have not lasted this long. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were <clears throat> just over a week away from opening day. Mm-hmm and I could I told you like after you tweeted that out, I could see this whole thing getting released like today as we record, yeah, uh, because of that, but it just to me, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. It's kinda like last year when the I think it was last year when like the the basketball roster wasn't complete forever, like it's just like. I don't know if it slips some minds or if – I don't know if Chris Lamonis is holding it back, if Mississippi State is. I don't know. So, um, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, And we can't – it's hard for us to plan what we're going to do because, you know, we got basketball games conflicting some of these.
0: <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> we have basketball Bobby, games. I am that- the one who costs on this podcast. Please don't try to take my gimmick. I know, and I usually mute it. Yeah.
1: We got basketball games and baseball games that are going to overlap. We need to kind of plan where we're going to go. There's people that are planning whether or not they're going to come down from, um, you know, Jackson or something. I mean, it's just bizarre. We're 11 days, I think, away from first pitch, and we don't know – do we know a single time on non-conference games?
0: No. Not, like, what's, not outside of, like, the Biloxi series. And some, I think there's some stuff later in the year, but the first month of the season, you got nothing. Well,
1: that's that's just absurd.
0: It is. It is. There's, there's no other way to get around that. But I mean, like looking at the uh, like the second week of the season, you, know, you have the Arizona State series on Saturday, and then you have Texas A&M. Well, for what should be a huge basketball game, if State can find you know some wins between now and then. People are going to want to maybe attend both. People are going to want to try to, you know, do both, or they're, at the very least, they're going to want to, you know, know when, you know, because there's parking issues and everything else, and they don't have that information. So Mississippi State, you know, we have try to praise them when they do well. We try to criticize them when they do poorly. This is one where they're doing kind of poorly. You're two weeks, you're not even two weeks now. You're, you're uh, 11 days from first pitch. <laughs> you need to have... That information out there for your fans, uh, you, know, yeah. you know. You and I, I mean, we'll just show up. We live here in Starville. They tell us they could tell us the day before, like, "Hey, the game's at 4 We're, we're going to be there. We'll figure it out. But the fans who have to travel, they need to know. You know, are they? Do they have to take off work? What do they got to do? So, and I understand the weekend, the first weekend, I think opening weekend, the last three or four years has been kind of you know weather dependent, right? It's cold. It might rain. Things like that. I understand that, but you still have to have a preliminary idea of when first pitch is. So, well, I, to I, me,
1: like I need them you to know, get
0: off, get on the ball here.
1: To me, all the excuses like kind of fall on deaf ears when everybody else is done. Yeah, what what is going on at your university that's different than everyone else in the conference? And you know, like sometimes, like we get excuses on stuff, and it makes sense because it might be something that's. You know, a Mississippi State thing, but what could possibly be happening that Mississippi State is the only team in the conference that doesn't have this stuff released? Right. And it's, you know, the schedules are kind of like that too, I think. Like, the, you know, the non conference schedules are, you know, it seems like Mississippi State's almost always last on those.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just, I don't understand it. And I don't know if it's a Chris thing, is it an athletic department thing? I you know I don't I'm not going to just throw one person under the bus I don't know right, what it is right,
0: but right. we'll just throw this on our list of things for Zach Selman which SEC expansion and now baseball scheduling uh, issues we'll just throw it all out there so and Nike well now I'm not I'm not you know what I got to be honest I don't know that I'm going to broach that topic with Zach I'm going to let that <laughs> one slide
1: so. at the very least we can talk about the stage script
0: we at the very we will do that for sure but. <laughs> I uh, I I I don't ever expect. I'll be honest with you. I don't ever expect the MSU to move tonight. Never I think they. They. I feel like they're comfortable with Adidas, uh, and as long as they continue to 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 get what they get from them, I don't think they're going to ever move. That's just me. Um, I need to ask you about something before we get out of here. Who is Brett Eldridge? I don't know who this person is.
1: Uh, some country music singer. I don't know him very well either but he he appears okay, to be... I thought you might
0: one. know a little bit more about him because I know you're a little more into country than I
1: am. Uh, I mean I support a couple of people you know like Hardy and right. you know there's there's a few country guys that I'll listen to but I'm I'm not a you know everyday country guy.
0: Yeah. What, in case you're wondering what we're talking about in case you missed it yesterday on Twitter Mississippi State announced that there will be a concert on Saturday uh, of Super Bowl dog weekends, so that's April the fifteenth, with Brett Eldridge headlining a show at Diddy Noble Field. So they, that'll be after the baseball game. That is going to be logistically something I'm very interested to see how they pull off. Because you remember, you know, when they had the concert at the at the football stadium, they basically had to cut the stadium in half and have a scrimmage on that was only fifty yards. You're playing an SEC baseball game. You know, you can't you say okay, we're going to right field is no good. We got to that's what we're putting the stage. So it's going to be a situation where they can't set anything up until the game ends. So that is going to be, I mean, the the crews that work for Brett Eldridge and Mississippi State are really going to earn their money because, I, I mean, I can't imagine they want to have a concert start at like 8 o'clock at night. So I, I don't know how that's going to work, but I am fascinated by it. And I'll say this, I, I, I've been sort of harsh there. I think it's a great idea. I think it's something they need to start doing every year. Trying to find acts uh, like that and play. <clears throat> You've already got the crowd in the stadium. Why not have it, you know, keep them there?
1: I would love to see like a summer concert series um, at the, at Du Noble or Davis Wade or something, a, mm-hmm. you know, concert series at the Hump. I just, I don't like this mindset that I've heard this for years like Tupelo stealing like the axe from Starville and the, everybody just goes to Tupelo now. Like, I think that you can absolutely build an entertainment uh, like atmosphere at Mississippi State Uh, inside a stadium, inside the hump, something. I mean, I I really feel like Starkville could get some really good acts. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I mean, you can't tell me that Ricks is getting these borderline like breakthrough artists like Lanny Wilson and people like that consistently. But we can't see well, I mean, bigger, a little bigger acts on campus because I mean, Rick's like,
0: further that, and Ole Miss can get Morgan Wallen and sell out Vaught Hemingway. Yeah, what? Well, well,
1: why Miss can't Mississippi State do that?
0: that? They, they absolutely could do it. So, I feel like we're being very critical today, but it, it's a question worth well, asking, though,
1: Brian. This is how things happen. This is how you get things happening. You have to talk about it. You have to make people uncomfortable, and just doing things the way that they've always been done or you know we can't do this because we've never done it before we can't pull off something like that well you can't tell me that you can't pull off something like that when right down the road a university very similar to you is hosting one of the hottest country music artists in the game right now along with hardy and has sold out two shows inside an sec stadium Mm -hmm. there's no there's no one on the planet that can tell me that mississippi state can't also do the same thing Yeah. Oxford, a lot of people believe is better than Starville. Okay, that's fine. It's not that much better. It's not not, in terms of
0: hotels and, and restaurants. They don't have a surplus that Mississippi State and Starville doesn't have.
1: Yeah, I just don't. I don't subscribe to the theory that this is just how things are done and it's not, you know, we can't do it this way. I think there's a lot of things that you can do at Mississippi State that you're not currently doing that could make this a way more attractive place for a lot of people. And that's one of the things. And when, you know, my parents were in school and a lot of other people's parents and other people that listen to this when they were in school, some of the best acts in the game were performing inside the home. Why can that not happen in a city that has grown tremendously since that time um, and, you know, in, in a world where everybody's going everywhere right now, why can't that happen to Mississippi State? I just don't understand that. And so thats what, I would love to see that. I would love to see more marquee acts coming to Starkville, performing. I mean, you're telling me that, like, you know, a big-time artist wouldn't want to come perform inside an SEC stadium and sell out 60,000 seats?
0: You know what's funny is, like in my opinion, the last time they really got a big-time artist to Starkville – he didn't show up. It was when they got Florida. Flo yeah, he didn't, he didn't even show. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's something. There's a. G- they're
1: going to come where they're going to sell tickets. If you can, if you can sell tickets to Davis Wade Stadium, they're not. You know, Kenny Chesney or somebody's not going to say, you know what? That's Starkville. I'm not a big fan. Kenny of Chesty's
0: a terrible example. He'll put on an MSU jersey and ring a cowbell <laughs> faster than anybody. I got <laughs> the biggest bandwagon fan on the earth. Be up in there. You know, I love well, actually Scott. Actually,
1: that's a good example because, like I'm saying, if you sell the tickets, the people are going to come wherever it is. We'll see. So, and I get it. It's a lot easier said than done. It takes promotion, it takes sponsors, all that stuff. But,
0: but we say all that to say this is a good first step for Mississippi State. This is a good concert. This is, I I had never heard of this guy. I, you know, I'm not the demographic for it, but I immediately, you know, clicked on his Twitter profile and saw he had 1.2 million followers on Twitter. I was like, He's got to be popular. So I like it. I like the concept. You know, maybe next year, you know, you get a little more Brian Haydad kind of act. Can we get a rock act out there? I don't know. But I like the idea and I like the concept of making Super Bowl all weekend truly super. So good stuff. All right, tomorrow's the rumblings, Riley. Riley. Robbie, follow, fire off that tweet. Yeah, I just changed your name. Just right now you're Riley Falk. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Uh, fire off the tweet. We'll get the questions in. We'll be happy to answer them. Uh, plus... Uh, even though it's just a rumbling show, I feel like we got to add some news. We're going to have to preview Mississippi State LSU because, I, I mean, every basketball game is huge for the Bulldogs right now. So we'll talk a little bit about dogs and Tigers Wednesday night. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian. Hey, Dad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk, Mississippi.